Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, that's right, that's right. You already know what's the deal. Whenever you hear that MVP chant, big dog. It's the most valuable podcast in the world, episode 94. The Hitman Podcast coming live in full effect. Chris in here, reporting from Brooklyn, New York. I got MG. I got my brother KD. What's the word, brothers? How y'all feeling, man? What's going on? What it do? What it do? Hey, man. It's been a great week. Let's just say that, boy. That's, I'm still laughing at what we was just talking about. <laughs> I ain't going to say it's been a great week, but I'm going to say it's been a week. That's what we're going to say. Where you at with it, bro? Tell the fuck where you at. I'm a, I just got off the plane. I've been up since 2.30 this morning uh, covering the WNBA finals. So I'm, I just got to New York. We're taping this. Uh, Thursday night, the Chiefs and the and the Broncos just went off. But where y'all at with it? Man, you know I'm down here in Baton Rouge, man, getting ready for LSU for uh, LSU and Auburn this weekend. It should be a good one, little Stay rivalry down, game. Yeah. Nothing major. G, where you at? Uh, we still in the Motor City, as always. Four and one, Lions coming still up big time. Still trying to uh, see if Ryan Clark stopped laughing at what RG3 said yet. You know, his birthday was the other day. Shout out to the new. <laughs> shout out, Ryan Clark. Uh, I know we ain't even in the shout out sports yet, but uh, we got a dope show for y'all tonight, man. We want to let y'all know that we're everywhere that podcasts live. As always, don't forget where we at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. <laughs> Hit us up in the mailbag to hit me in podcast at gmail.com. Can't forget the socials at hit me in podcast at labeled and on. At Virtuoso Sport, Uncle Don son. Before we get off into the show, um, how y'all feel about for all the dogs, man? I know y'all done ran through it a couple of times. What y'all think? Hey, y'all follow Bubba Dub on social media? Y'all know who Bubba Dub is? I just Dub seen is? him today for the first time, for the first time. All right, man. Well, if y'all don't know, man, shout out to my boy Bubba Dub, man. He a local comedian down here in, down there in Dallas, man, where I'm from or whatnot, man. Dude's so funny, man. One of his favorite words and his favorite lines, trash. And that's exactly what I'm Damn. saying about this for the dog, man. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not impressed, dog. Like, I've literally, like, started the album uh -huh. and, like, started doing something else and was like, man, let me go start the album over again. And maybe I get a different vibe from right. it, dog. And by two or three songs in, man, I'm just like, all right, what what am I doing with my life right now? And I go listen to some Webby or some Boots or some UGK type shit. <laughs> I, feel like I, got, I feel like I got to get my flair back after listening to that shit, man. I don't know what Drizzy's doing, but this it, this isn't what I expected from his evolution as an artist, but I'm still a Drake fan. What can I say? G, what you thought about it, bro? Yeah, it, it ain't it, bro. It ain't it, bro. It, no, it's too long an album on top of that. Like, it's just a lot of bad All songs. over the place, right? Like, the highlight of the album was literally Sexy Red. What? What? That was the <laughs> highlight of the album, bro. What? what? That tells you how little Whoa, I think of the album. Huh? Wait a minute. Whoa. That tells you how huh? little I think of the album, bro. <laughs> Hey, bro, them Detroit, them Detroit players is, is wide different, Kel, bro. <laughs> bro said this, the highlight of the album was the sexy red. <laughs> yep. 
And I'm not a sexy red fan, so that tells you I don't think much about. I think, I think you spelled J Cole wrong, bro. Nah, bro. <laughs> Tesla was cool too, though. Tesla was cool. I'm not really rocking with J Cole. That's crazy, Chris. What you think about that? I'm gonna let the Rock tell y'all exactly what I thought about the joint. So check him out. Hold on, real quick. I talked to the Rock. He's gonna give y'all my opinion of it. So here we go heard it i literally just heard it i heard the whole thing in my trailer and i've got to say in all honesty um it's the biggest piece of dog shit that i have ever heard everyone's laughing <laughs> way, but it's true because everybody's heard it too everyone heard it right the look at all everyone's like yeah big piece of dog shit just heard it yeah man uh wasn't feeling that Bro, one that's funny. randy jackson it's enough for me dog but you know what i'm saying he, he afforded to do that you know what i'm saying he's been on top for 15 years straight it is what it is. Uh, it's, it's the topic of conversation on social media right now. A lot of a lot of people been chiming in on the album. Stephen A. Smith gave his his uh, his two cents. We're gonna talk about uh, Stephen A. in a second too. Uh, him and Joe Budden kind of had a, a real nice little back and forth yeah. over the week. Um, Birdman chimed in. So, I mean, I guess that it did what it's supposed to do. It creates conversation, provocative. But for the most part, for me, bro, like the the it don't feel like an album. It's no continuity. The beats is all over the place. The flow is all over the place. Don't ever rap to me in Spanish again. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not with that. <laughs> I'm not feeling that at all. Don't ever in your life come out with that. We we done with that. We off that. Another thing before we yeah. get off into the show, bro, that I want to talk about. This happened. It actually happened to me while I was in Vegas. But I noticed that men men take compliments terribly from other men from other women uh just unsolicited right so so we were getting ready to uh do the pregame for for the WNBA finals and we were doing a sound check and a, and a mic test light test so uh shout out to Parker my dog from behind the broadcast we was uh just talking about some light and stuff and shout out Parker my uh, guy and um and I was sitting there I was I was sitting there working with some lights and stuff like that and the makeup artist kind of like was just staring at me, staring at me, staring at me from across the room. And KD, you attest to this when we in these arenas. Uh, a lot of times it's close quarters. So you kind of in a room or you're on the court and it's not a lot of walking space. So um, anyway, she kind of like eyeballing me, eyeballing me. I'm thinking like, all right, we just kind of like in close quarters. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, she goes, you have really beautiful skin. And I just turned into a transformer. Like, I couldn't say nothing. I didn't know. How, I didn't know how to respond to it because I'm not used to getting them type of compliments, and I don't really think like that at all. But if it come down to me saying like, "Hey, bro," if I don't know you, if like, "Hey, bro," you got nice shoes on, or all oh, that suit is fly, or your outfit is cold. Like, we the type to be like Tommy on Goodfellas. Like, you think I'm funny? Funny how? Like. What am I funny? What you mean? I'm a joke. I'm a clown. I, I'm here to entertain you. You feel me? Like I, I don't know if I'm the only one that feel like that, but I just it's just the kind of the observation I got. When she told me that, I kind of wanted to like leave the room because I ain't really know how to take it for real. I guess I'm standing alone on that. Y'all, y'all with the compliments, huh? I'm about to say you might, yeah, you might, you might be on your own on this one, buddy. <laughs> I guess I'm standing. I guess I, on your own. I guess I'm on the island by myself with that one. Hey, bro, I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna say that, dog. It's just it's it's funny because like men are wired different. So when we get compliments, like 
we think too deep into that shit. Like a woman get a compliment, somebody tell a woman, oh, you know, you beautiful today. She, oh, girl, thank you. Somebody said, man, you man, you know what? You look really nice. Like, so what you saying? They all look nice every day. Nigga, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like, we are, we are different. You know what I'm saying? So our minds be a little bit, like, the way we process shit be a little bit different. So I can get where you're coming from. Now, I don't I don't know if I would have been, like, jumbled by it, but it probably would have taken me back a little bit. I, I can agree. I can attest to the it same. It was kind of out of nowhere. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Let's get off into the show. I'm sorry. Ooh, I made that weird real it's quick. Bad. <laughs> no, we, we skeptical of everything, bro. <laughs> All right, I got my music back with me. Here we go, boom. So check it out. Uh, like I said, we just finished watching um, the Chiefs and the Broncos, right? The Chiefs did obviously they won nineteen to eight. We just got finished watching the Chiefs, right? Basically, we just finished watching the Chiefs go back and forth. We watched the Chiefs and Taylor Swift. They actually got a Taylor Swift camera that they that they put. Uh, up in the booth in case y'all didn't notice every other commercial they went to them um in the booth she all oh, she's sipping coke oh she's she's putting on lipstick oh she's halfway paying attention to the game bro <laughs> the nfl is is a, a slut for money at this point they keep every other two seconds they put her on tv what happens when the chiefs lose when they get blown out like in a trap game or a lazy game they're gonna cut to it in Somebody got to beat them and find out. <laughs> Is she getting paid for any of these clips at all? Like she's selling, she's nah, selling, she don't trying to get she's selling a lot of NFL. At, nah, we ain't, nah, we ain't, we ain't having that. We not having that. We not doing that. We not doing that. We not doing that. We off that. The clickbait is where it needs to be. We off that. We off that. Usher. We got Usher in place. We want Usher. Oh, you already know. We're all rocking. Yeah, I want to see Usher out there on the rollerblades. Nah, we off. But we off that. We maybe they trying to get her for us. They trying to do a groundswell. We off that. Nah, I don't even want to entertain that. We off that. Chiefs, you know, eventually they gonna be like these last like six or seven Super Bowl halftimes have been a really black so <laughs> eventually they're gonna, they gonna throw us the curveball yeah, so imagine imagine the chiefs make it to the super bowl and she i mean is she they're gonna go to her in the booth during the super bowl that's kind of nuts bro that's crazy are they gonna put her on the manning cast bro <laughs> I, I mean right now right now so this was my whole thinking with it like right now the, the, the storyline for the NFL was was supposed to be how good the Cowboys were and what they huh? did. What's up with y'all today? What's up with y'all today? It took us three that days. That ain't me. That's him, bro. <laughs> but the fact that we got our ass kicked, there's not really much to talk about. They talked about that one day and you can't run that in the ground no more. So the NFL needs to find something to glorify with something that's going on in the league right now. Cowboys supposed to be really, playing tonight. Like, Man, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> hey man, but you know what I mean? So, so, so they found a sweetheart, man. They found a face, and, and I'm glad they got off my boys for a minute, man, because we need we need a break. Was the t shirt, did that bother you? Uh, the George Kittle situation, did that bother you at all? Him and Michael Parsons going back and forth? I got two comments about that, right? If you have a problem with something somebody says, then you do something uh, about huh? it. Huh? And 42 to 10, we didn't do much about it. So if that's how he felt, then that's how he uh -huh. felt. If he felt like he needed to make that game personal, then that's how he felt. Maybe somebody on our crew put on a fuck San Fran shirt and make it <laughs> personal and go out there and kick some ass. Maybe that needs to happen. Yeah, I don't know. But I don't have a problem with what he did. I got, I got a problem with the reaction because, hell, you can't get punched in the mouth by somebody 
and then tell them after the fight, okay, I'm gonna see you again. But what happened when you saw me this right. time? Story on the field tonight. You know, I'm a story on the field tonight wasn't much about uh, Denver and Kansas City, but more so up behind the scenes. And it's gonna be the trend of the show tonight. Check out Steve Smith uh, on the on the po- was it the pregame or the post game? Pregame, pre-game I believe. Uh, speaking on his interaction with Jerry Judy. Check it out. A short while ago, yeah. Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy was walking by and Steve called out to him. And he got a different reaction. I called out to him because I, on my podcast, Cut To It, I just talked about guys that maybe have not um, showed up in a way or in a manner. And so the word that I've used uh, to describe him in the past was a jack, just a guy. Just a guy. And so when I saw him, he's playing well. I wanted to say to him face to face, like, hey, I know I said some things in the past I probably shouldn't have, and I'm sorry. That's what I wanted to say to him. His response, Mike Rob and Bucky, you can was say, you can ninja. Ninja? Yes, I'm using the word ninja. That's I'm just using the word ninja. I don't mess with you. And it was a, it was a curse word. And so I was like, all right, and then he repeated it. So I'll say it again. I'm sorry that I said you were a jag, just a guy. He's an average wide receiver that you use a first-round pick on. He isn't doing anything. I hope today that you actually show up in a way that you haven't showed up in the last couple years since they drafted you. So if you ever got a problem with Agent 89, I'm sorry for saying that you're an average wide receiver that actually will move on. And when teams call me and asking, should they trade for you? I will say no, don't trade for Jerry Judy because he's mentally unable to handle constructive criticism from people who watch specifically, can he be a wide receiver? He could be a wide receiver. He's a tier three. Go back into the studio. I'm done now. Thank you. Now, before I get y'all take on this, I want y'all to hear Dante Whitney uh, talking about Dak Prescott too um, after the 49ers Cowboys game. Check this out. Dak Prescott sucks. Oh my God. Period. Right? They talk so much about Dak Prescott being a top-tier quarterback, franchise guy. I don't see it. I see them trying to cover up for what he lacks. A lot of quick throws, cutting half of the field off, and giving him easy throws. Other than that, he's not a quarterback that can drop back and really take advantage of a defense and, and, and carve it up. And today we've seen it. The 49ers defense made him look like a Tier 4 quarterback. What's the deal with these former players being so like polarizing or so involved in these like superficial beefs whether it's i think shannon is like the only one that kind of stays away from it but a lot of these players that's like freshly removed from the game they getting into it with these younger players that's still in the league what what y'all think about that i don't have a problem i'm gonna let you take that one I don't have a problem with it. They're not lying. But I think the problem is we've been so conditioned with the NBA media to the NBA side of the media. It's a lot of uh, defending and, and covering for guys mm. when they're not doing right. And I think I think there's some conditioning with that. And football coverage has traditionally been a lot more to the point and cutthroat than basketball. Yeah. So I think it's I think it throws people off. But like. Steve Smith, this ain't his like first run at it. Like, no, he been he he's, been, he's he, been cut from a different. You remember what he time. did at the uh, combine that year when he went down and uh, he left the booth and went and talked to the quarterback. Uh, what was my man's name uh, from uh, University of Buffalo? Where he was like, "Hey, bro, 
messing up these receivers money with these bad passes <laughs> like steve smith don't play but that's why we like him though you know what i mean like i i think players need to be more receptive to all-time greats criticism i agree but i, I agree where i draw the line is when you take it to a public platform a lot of these conversations, a lot of these OG smartening them up, chatting them up type of conversations need to happen off camera. When you bring it on camera, like you a public figure, right? These athletes are public figures. But these conversations, these workouts, like even these discrepancies, these issues, like Kyrie had it with Stephen A and his pops got involved. Yeah. They handled it off the mic. When you, Dante Witness came out and said Dak Prescott sucks on national TV. That's crazy to, to me. To me, like that's a that's more of a like a casual, informal type of type of type of conversation, like a podcast or or even just like you said, like if you're just chopping it up, you can't go on national TV and say that. That's wild to me. I mean, I mean, do you do we want our sports coverage to be real or not? No, we want it. We want it to, have it we want it to be real, but like <laughs> it's a certain standard. Like you know, you're not in the league no more. So when you are part of the media. You have to. You have to. That's okay. So that's where I'm. A, that's where I disagree. Right. So I think one of the biggest things with media, like before now, before social media got big, was players used to bitch and complain about um, the analyst or, or the journalist not ever having the the uh, the resume to be able to speak on certain things when it comes right, to sports, right, 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 right. like. You know, the narrative was always drawn. Oh, well, you talk shit about me playing basketball. You ain't never, you was on JV. Or you talk about me playing football. You ain't never played in the NFL. Now you get guys who've played at the highest level in some of those same positions. And they're saying some of the same things that all the media personalities would used to say. And now some of these younger guys don't know how to take it. I don't want y'all to misunderstand me. I don't have a problem with what Steve Smith said. I don't have a problem with what Dante Whitner said. What my what my issue is or what my like subtle critique would be is you're not a player no more, bro. Like you're a part of the press, you're part of the media. So you could tell from Steve Smith's body language, even how he was talking, he was responding from a personal standpoint. Like it don't matter what and, and, it don't matter what Jerry Judy said to you. For you to come out and be like, yo, I was gonna tell her I was, no, 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 you can't. You can't say it don't matter what he said to you, Chris, because like we, we're both we both in media. Word. We're both around TV Word. a lot. And we both know how things can be said or whatever. Like if I get if I'm if I'm a media personality and I get asked a question, I'm gonna answer that question to the truest of my knowledge and how I feel my personal opinion. Now that doesn't mean that I don't like said player, or that doesn't mean that I'm trying to sabotage said player's career or anything like that. But he was asked a question in regards to these different receivers that he had made comments about before. So I don't think that he was coming from a place of malice, trying to mess up Jerry Judy. No, he's not trying to mess I up his he was money. Coming from a place, he's not of, trying to mess up his money. He turned up when he turned up at the end, big bro. Like, hey man. Like, hey man, you a first round draft pick, dog. You need to be out here doing. That's you know real. what I'm saying? That's real. You're and, right. I, and I understand that. And I think that a lot of these play, a lot of these younger players. I'm not speaking. I'm not saying. In this just in this situation that this will happen, I'm saying as a general consensus, a lot of these younger players have been coddled so much that when somebody comes to them and gives them criticism about that. They try to turn a blind eye to it or turn a deaf ear to it because it's like, oh, well, this person ain't saying what I want them to say, so I don't have to listen. 
locked into that. And that's the age of, of, of sports that we got to get away from. You got to be able to be not only strong on the field, but strong mentally because they teach you. They send you to classes to try to teach you how to interact with the media, how to say certain things and not say certain things. So you understand that dynamic of, of what the media does. So it's up to you. You how you react to that and he can't be mad at how just as just as Steve Smith can't be mad at Jerry Judy's response to his podcast and everything else he has said Jerry Judy can't be mad at Steve Smith's response to him trying to speak to him or go to him and say hey man you know I said this that and the third Jerry Judy's like no ninja I don't fuck with you whatever you know what I'm saying so, 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 let me hold you right let me let me let me stop you right there in that instance like I want to I want I want it to be seen equally on both sides why is that the spot where Jerry Judy needs to be approached to have that conversation bro I'm about to I'm about to play a game I don't give a fuck about what you said on your podcast right now I'm about to play the Chiefs bro I ain't really trying to hit no apology right now like with all like I feel you I appreciate you like trying to trying to like make amends but this ain't the time for that so for you to catch an attitude no matter what I, what I mean by no matter what I said is for you to try to take that time, you making this more about your platform and your podcast and your this and your that, bro. We can have we can have a conversation about that offline on a text message, pre-game, pre-warm up, whatever. You going on your platform, you going on your show to to big it up. And then when I come out here and say like, yeah, I don't fuck with you, I don't fool with you, I don't bang with you. Then when when your when your co-host asked you about it, he turned up on it. He's like, I was going to apologize, but now, nah, you sorry. And not for nothing, Steve Steve Smith had a point. Jerry Judy had three catches for 14 yards tonight. He really didn't give them much production. He really didn't make much of a difference one way or the other, and the Chiefs doing what they wanted to do. And they only scored 19 points. They only needed 19 points to beat them. You feel me? But by the same, by the See, same token, was one by the same token, if we in my arena, right, this used to be your arena, so you understand where I'm coming from. I'm not trying to have no whole conversation with none of y'all before the game my mind is on football at this point so for you to want to holler at me about some conversation about some shit you said bro we'll talk about that later but right now i'm i'm in the zone i'm in my mode i ain't really trying to hit that so he can't really be mad at him especially coming from that space is he really in his mode obviously not obviously not but i'm what i'm saying is steve smith should understand that even more so than jerry judy he played long in the league he had a more prolific career than jerry judy and at any rate, for you to be like, yo, bro, suck, he this, he that. Bro, you was a big dog in the league. If you want to see me do better, come holler at me. And then if I'm an immature receiver, which most of them are, when they come in young, they're getting that money, they don't want you to hit no criticism. That's just the wave of that situation right now. You've been in that position before. You know how to better handle that. He's been a coach outside of just being in the media. He's coached the youth. He's coached college players. He's coached Juco players. He come from that, he come from that situation. So like... I don't know. I just think that he kind of baited himself. He didn't even let Judy bait him. He baited himself into a situation where he turned up. Yeah. Same thing with Dante Whitney. Dante Whitney, I mean, say what you will about Dak. Say what you will about the, the 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 Cowboys or the league. Like, you in the media, bro. You can't just jump out the window and say that because when you're making enemies, it turns into a Skip Bayless, like, fruit off that tree. And I'm I trying agree. to get away from that. Like, I'm going to make my bones off attacking this player. I'm going to make my bones off of going in on this one person. Bro, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have nothing to talk about. You feel what I'm saying? Good or bad. So I just think that in terms of like being a coming a part of the media, I ain't saying you got to be soft about your takes, but it's got to be some level of diplomacy because you're not in that life no more. You can't go out there and put no pads on. You How you defend yourself, how you get your takes, is through the mic and through the television screen. It's not on the field no more. Go sit.
Yeah, well, part of it is Steve Smith's personality. This is, this, is my only, like, this is my only caveat to that, bro. This is Steve Smith. Like, you know what you get with Steve Smith. Exactly. So, there you go. Person. It's the same reason we love people like Gary Payton on the flip side, right? In a different sport, right? Like, this is who they are. They're going to be straight to the point and say exactly how they but, feel. But They're GP really will do it on a pod, MG. He's not going on NBA Today. He's not going on Inside and doing it. Inside can get away with it well, because they've been doing it and they set the standard for it. But they not like... They not cut. I think Charles Barkley probably the only one that would have said something close to what Dante Whitner said. Yeah, and he got and, the cash to do that. Part of it, and part of it too is a lot of it has to do with who's. I mean, it's got a lot to do with who's saying it too, though. Because again, if if a player got something, got a problem with something, they are more than welcome to step to somebody about how. You heard Ed Hockley tell Cam a, a while ago. He like, bro, you ain't been in the league long enough to get that flag to get that call. So I, I guess it's just for me, it's, it was more so like, all right, you got to check the temperature of who it is. Steve Smith can say that. Dante Whitner can't. Steve Smith, in my opinion, can say stuff like that. But when you're doing it every single episode or every single time you on on TV, it's like, all right, bro. Like, how sophisticated are we as journalists? Are we are we doing our job or are we like making our bones off of like talking shit? To, to current players Like what's What's really going on You know what I'm saying Steve Smith been in the Journalism too, world I, Steve Smith been in the Journalism world How, how a, long? While, a while 10 plus right A while Yeah cause he was doing The He was doing The draft combine Word. Coverage for yeah. a while And he and, was on And the whole time he's, And the whole time He's been in media He's been the exact Same person This whole time right Agree yeah. Agree My thing is what my, my thing is And we can leave it alone After this that's low-hanging fruit. We know J- Jerry Judy not playing well, but for you to get fired up and like go after him because he because he talking crazy to you, you supposed to be like in your mind like, bro, you a bum. You couldn't you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't have wore my shoes. You couldn't have carried my bag back in the day. Like and left it at that. You giving Jerry Judy attention, but you giving Jerry Judy attention on top of the fact that he had another bad game because he really could have came back. Smitty could have came back post game and been like, see, I told y'all, yeah, he he was talking crazy to me. I told y'all exactly. he was a bomb, three that's catches exactly for 14 yards. But but I'm saying that's easy, bro. That's easy to do. You that's easy. But you that's bigger exactly than that. why I don't think his intent was malicious. Word. I think his intent with saying what he said was not to be malicious, but to light a fire under Jerry Judy to go be that first round talent that we've been talking about. And I think personally, he just, he just took it the wrong way. Taking the time to for him to go to Jerry Judy before the game it was like man it's easy for me to send you a text message it's easy for me to shoot you an email Word. it's easy for me to put a shout out on my podcast and say hey I apologize but here I am seeing you in person let me step to you man to man so you know you can see me and I can say hey bro I apologize like a man in your face you know what I'm saying I feel like that's what that was going to be or that what he was trying to go for and it just in a totally different route and he reacted based off of that which he should have been ready for i'll take that, that that's fair that's fair yeah and i mean again and i think the the fact that he played receiver makes a big difference. a million percent like if steve, if steve smith was saying this about a linebacker i really wouldn't care right like it, it, it'd be like all right steve you tripping but he's saying about it. if it comes when it comes to talking about other receivers or quarterbacks Receivers are usually like this. They'll call quarterbacks trash because in their minds, I would never want this dude throwing me the ball. Or when it comes to receivers, it's this dude trash. He can't do what I used to do type stuff. Patrick Mahomes with another 300-yard game. While we on the subject of Dak, uh, KD, you put this on on the board. um, Comparing him and Josh Allen. Talk about it real quick. 
The reason why I keep doing that, man, is because I feel like Dak. Now, don't get it twisted. I'm, I'm still, a, I'm still a Cowboys fan. As long as that man got a star on the helmet, I'm, I'm gonna be a fan, right? Um, but I get Cowboys will be playing tonight. Where? What the fuck is going on? Yeah, I get tired of the low hanging comparison, like comparing him to the bottom tier quarterbacks and all that, this, that, and the third. So I compare him to Josh Allen a lot because I see a lot of the same things in between the two quarterbacks. Um, both of them at times can make erratic decisions. Um, MG actually spoke to one of my one of my biggest points about um, Josh Allen and the, the contrast between Josh Allen and Dak. Dak doesn't have the kind of arm that can take the top off of defense and go win you a game if need be. Josh Allen does. And that's the only thing that I think that separates the two. Josh Allen got a couple of playoff wins. Yeah, I give yeah, I give him that, but he's also had a team that was was, was consistently good on both sides of the football, offensively and defensively. Right. Um the Cowboys just kind of really feel, feel figuring out their way. Um, defensively here in these last couple of years, and we we still have yet to find our offensive identity. In my opinion, right. um, I still think we're still looking for that. But the 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 same things that Buffalo gets out of Josh Allen, the same up and down roller coaster ride, heartbreak that they get with him, I think we get a lot of the same things out the deck and I just don't think that it's fair the comparison that they give the deck because they give Josh Allen so much praise for the same things that they be kicked down the goddamn freeway for doing. Josh Allen got more wins though. He got division wins. He got playoff wins, bro. I feel you. I mean, I feel you. He got a bowl. He got a bowl. Both, he got a ring. He got a ring. They're both flawed quarterbacks, right? And I, I, I both, I have them both in the same tier of quarterback in the league. They have Thank different flaws, you. but Dak is not like I would never rank Dak amongst the bottom tier quarterbacks, you know. Um, but Dak just reminds me more of a game manager and josh allen is your kind of old school gunslinging quarterback Gunsling. take yeah, too many risks at time. too many times you don't take risks sometimes it pays off sometimes they it both doesn't. took losses this past uh in week five the bills ended up losing to jacksonville oh, but we ain't mind. talking about that don't nobody care yeah the bills lost in uh jacksonville or they lost to jacksonville in london and then uh Obviously, the Cowboys went down to the 49ers out in San Francisco, but that's like a buzzsaw. No, it's it's hard to imagine anybody beating San Francisco at this point, except for San Francisco, right? Uh, yeah, it's gonna, gonna be, to it's catch, gonna be rough, dog. You're gonna have to catch Purdy, because uh, the thing with Purdy is he doesn't. He he is at this point he, he ain't lost no games, bro. He does, no, he does two things at an elite level. Number one. He can read a defense, and number two, he makes the right. He problem solves That's in real life on the, on the football field. He it's literally like sure. right out the Tom Brady playbook, right? Like he don't have the best right. arm. But like he still, those receivers do help him out a lot too. There are some bad passes that Purdy throws that, especially like Brandon Ayuk, yeah. will make adjustments mid route. Crazy, he's making get. some crazy body adjustments over the weekend. Yeah, right? so Purdy is Purdy isn't perfect. But Shout out to Fred Warner he too. He, he was kicking ass too last week. Oh, Fred was everywhere. Was everywhere. Oh my god! But yeah, Purdy just—he's he, just really—he's elite at reading defenses and then going to the right read with Word. the ball. That's literally Shanahan's been looking for. I'm not willing to say. I'm not ready to say that Brock Purdy is elite with. Uh, 
I'm not ready to put him with the elites just yet. I'm willing to I'm willing to more so put Shanahan in the elites when it comes to play calling, when it comes to getting his um, his playmakers in space and creating um, different looks for the defense to where the uh, you put the defense in bad spots because a number of times I felt like the Cowboys played good defense they were just in bad right. spots and when you get caught yeah, in a yeah, bad yeah, spot was, with yeah. San Francisco because they can attack you on so many different levels getting caught in a bad spot for a quick second can cost you seventy right. yards and we saw that on Sunday with the Cowboys like just a lot of uh, a lot of things like like missed tackles in the backfield um, blown assign blown coverage assignments or a small mishap when trying to go for the interception rather than trying to actually make the tackle or make the play on the football little stuff like that turn you know one or two plays that could have been you know third and longs or third and mediums that could have turned into fourth downs into 22 25 yard gains and now we got a first and 10 on the other side of the football field so i think that brock purdy's just been put in a great situation with a great play call then shit when you got mccaffrey in the backfield and debo it's hard to stop hard as fuck not to mention but the great i mean mccaffrey's been unreal but i will say Yes, he is in a great system, but it's there's a lot of quarterbacks in the league who would not be able to do what he does in that system because the big part about it is making the right reads and understanding what you're seeing pre-snap as well as post-snap. So it that I mean again, it's kind of like the Brady thing. Brady never had an elite arm, but he was elite at reading the defense and making the right throw. That's really no, no, no. He ain't Brady. Trust me. Brady's the goat at, at, at this point, but uh, he ain't Brady. I don't think he'll ever get there. But I'm just saying, what he does. There's a lot of quarterbacks in the league who can't read defenses to begin with, no matter what the scheme is. Cowboys on Monday so night. There's a lot of people who Cow- wouldn't be able to do it. Cowboys does. on Monday night football uh, out in LA and SoFi playing the Chargers. Your Lions four on one playing the Buccaneers at the. Uh, it ain't my Lions. I'm a Rams fan, boy. What you mean? The two and three Rams are. The disrespect got to stop. Hey, we just got four, Cooper Cup back, bro. One and we got four. White Cooper Cup, and we got some more on Cooper Cup. We rolling. We rolling. <laughs> the. <laughs> The Rams, hey, oh, the Rams were zero and two at home. They playing the Cardinals over the weekend. Josh Dobbs coming into town. Uh, I think the Bears is off. Nah, we playing the Vikings. I'm lying. We got the early game noon. Uh, playing the Vikings at the crib might be Kirk Cousins' last game in a Vikings uniform. Uh, last little bit of noteworthy news from the NFL: uh, Jonathan Taylor resigned with the Colts after stand at the holding out, missing out camp, coming back on the uh, PUP list. Three years, $42 million. I thought the Bears were going to try to make a run at him after they lost David Montgomery. I thought um, the Browns might have tried to do something after Chubb went down with the ACL. But Jonathan Taylor, who's what, 25 years old, I think, 26, something like that? Was in the MVP candidate race last year. He re-signs with Indianapolis. Um, If Anthony Richardson can stay on his fucking feet, shit, concussion, (laughs) shoulder injury, they might be all right. I, I think it, I, I might be willing to shut Anthony Richardson down. For this kind of nuts. All right, all right, all right, bro. You're going a little too hard, bro. Well, like, we feel you. 
No, 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 just impact, the, bro, he, chill, dog. Chill, bro. Yeah, he missed one game <laughs> and then he hasn't finished any of the other games. Yeah, like, man, like, relax, bro. Relax, <laughs> relax, bro. Let's just bubble wrap him a little bit. Let's talk NBA, man. Um, let's talk Stephen A. first. Like, I ain't, even, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna hold it. So, in case you've been living under a rock, Stephen A. has a podcast outside of outside of First Take. It's kind of like his album versus his mixtape type of deal. The mixtape is the Stephen A. Smith show. Um, it's gaining steam, gaining numbers, but he had a lot of spice on his taco and his burrito the other day. Uh, it first started with him and Marcellus Wiley kind of going back and forth about. Uh, the friction between Stephen A. and Max Kellerman. Max Kellerman obviously had a relationship with Marcellus Wiley from um, Sports Nation, but Stephen A. had something to say. He had some some side swipes, some some straight bullets out there for a certain somebody. Take a listen to this. Now, there's a lot of people out there that want me to address other names. There's one particular person who will remain nameless. And I will not deny it. I think he's a fat, no good bastard who I despise to the core. <laughs> that is not Marcellus Wiley I'm talking about. Wop the man. It ain't hard to figure out who the hell I'm talking about. I'm where I'm at. That particular individual is where he's at. And I'll leave it at that. And no, I'm not talking about Marcellus Wiley again. No, I'm not talking about my former colleague on First Take. No, I'm not talking about them. They ain't fat bastards. Nigga! Talk your shit. Who's, who's, who, who are seeds of the devil? Wishing nothing but black folks home. But I'll leave that for another day for when the time is right. Yo, why he had to go at Brian Windhorse like that, bro? No, it wasn't <laughs> even that. Like that. It, it ain't even that deep, G. Like, <laughs> bro can't help being big. You know what I'm saying? It ain't. It ain't. Yo, tell what me you want to do is they got him on the news all the time. They got him reporting on shit all the time. Like, it's hard to work out. Yo, tell me why I was having Levar Ball flashbacks when I was listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> why you sound like Rick Rude though, MG? Talk about fat, out of shape. <laughs> Yeah. I was sorry, I was having LeVar yeah. Ball flashbacks when he did the same thing to him. <laughs> Yo, these anchor wars is getting nuts, bro. Like they everybody, are. Every, it's enough. It's enough TV, TV real estate for everybody, man. What's up with y'all, bro? But I think, I mean, I don't agree with everything Stephen A. says. That's for sure. But I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he's the number one dog. Because you notice when everybody leaves, all of a sudden they got a lot to say yeah, about him. The, Heavy's ahead. And if they was in that, if they was one, you number one with a bullet. They were sitting in the throne. They wouldn't have nothing to say. But somebody else is in it that they don't want in it. So a million percent. And you know, it's that's that's it's it's more to that story. And on top, I mean, with with Whitlock, I mean, he ain't never said nothing nice about us. Let's just say that. KD, where you at, bro? You kind of quiet, G. Cause, cause, bro, you you know you know how I feel about Stephen A. You know that's my guy, man. So I don't really have a <laughs> a, a whole lot, man. I I will say this, man. Um, whenever people have smoke for Stephen A., you got to be ready to go there. Like you got to be ready. You you gotta you gotta literally be ready to go there because straight up. 
I'm more than positive that whatever ammunition he needs as far as uh you know whether it be wind whether it be wind horse whether it be wh- whoever it is you know what i'm saying like i'm pretty sure he has the the ability to get whatever ammunition he needs or he probably already has it being that he's been in media for so long so i would be careful with um we're going we're going there with him we're having smoke for him you know what i'm saying as being a media being a sports media journalist myself but then too on the other side like you know people be knowing people be knowing what they doing and a lot of times i feel like a lot of people mention him to get a look to, to build up a buzz about their name sometimes not saying that that's what's happening in this particular situation, but I think that, you know, when you the top dog, you you got to be ready for them shots. And they come from any different angle and from, and from many different people. You know what I'm saying? I just, I actually appreciate the way how, I actually appreciate the way how he uh, knocked down some of that shit. And I also appreciate how he attacked some of that shit. But it's just when, when you, when you got smoke for him, you got to be ready, man. Whenever you got something to say about him, you got to be ready. You can't come at him half-assed. Like my daddy. Used to say, "Hit me and can't fight." You are gonna find out today. And that man keep receipts, bro. I was wondering when he's gonna. I was wondering he's gonna come with one of them country ass. Uh, <laughs> one of them country ass sayings. I'm, I'm gonna set my watch to it next time. So I was joking about wind horse all the yeah, same. We yeah, all know receipts, though. That's the thing. We we talked about this the other uh, like a week or two ago about people going at it back and forth with Stephen A. That man keep receipts. And when he when he take the gloves off, yeah. he take the gloves off. It ain't no, it ain't no. I'm gonna hit you with a little light jab. No, no, no. When he, he throwing hooks, once he take the gloves off. Joel Embiid said he gonna play for United States, even though he was born in Cameroon and was playing for I think the Spanish national French. team or the French national team. All of a sudden now, now because his son was born in the states, he gonna play for America. Same thing was said about KD. I think I got the list. Uh, I gotta pull the list up. It was a bunch of them that basically said that they was gonna. They just jumped out the window. And was like, yeah, Ross, we playing, we playing, Death, we playing. And Team KB, USA was like, mm. Book, <laughs> Joel, nah, all y'all not playing. Some of y'all, some of y'all might get an invite. Not all of y'all. Yeah, they, they, all of them don't need to be there. Honestly, they look. We can try to do the whole talent. Yeah, I mean, they can come. I mean, they can the come watch, but like, I, I don't care. I don't care who they bring with talent. If Embiid ain't there and, and, and they ain't got no bigs, they not winning. So thank God Embiid is going. Kevin Durant. Oh, hold on. I got it. I got it. Hold on, y'all. I got it. 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 Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Steph Curry, Joel Embiid, Anthony Davis, Dame Lillard, Kyrie Irving, Draymond Green, Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, Chris Middleton, Bam Adebayo, DeMar DeRozan, Bradley Beal, Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brown, Julius Randle, Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon, Fred Van Vliet, Brooke Lopez, and De'Aaron Fox all have committed to playing for Team USA. Uh, Team USA will not be extending invitations to all of those players. So, No. And we know two names that they're for sure bringing is Bam and they're so I, trying to get Drew Holiday to come yeah, back. Yeah, they just that was after the trade, they, they said they're going to try to get Drew to come back. After he went to yeah, Tokyo, so let me ask you this: Off that list, you said they said everybody on that list. You know, everybody on that list not gonna go. If you gotta take two names off of that list right now, yeah. who you taking off? Chris Middleton, Zach Levine, 
Exactly. Was Chris Paul on that list too? No, Chris Paul not on the list. Okay, I was about to say he can go too. Uh, honestly, DeRozan don't need to be there, and I I, I like DeRozan, but he don't need to be there. DeRozan and Middleton yeah. for me. I said Levine. I meant to say DeRozan. DeRozan and Middleton yeah. coming off. One thing I give Levine is, the, and on top, most of these dudes ain't gonna be healthy come time to even make the team. Like, it, like, come on, what are we doing? Uh, I don't need Dame there. He didn't play good in the last one. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. You're right. I don't need Dame there. Like, bro, give me. As long as Steph and Embiid is there, I think I think Anthony Edwards will probably be back because they're they're building him up as the face, the next like young face of USA basketball. So I think Ant will be back. Give me Embiid, uh, Drew Holiday, KD, Book, Brown gonna be there obviously. I mean, that's for the most part. That's really mostly all you need. You just need it. Like they needed some bigs, like somebody who can grab a rebound. One of the guards that wasn't mentioned, but will probably more than likely be there is John Morant, um, serving a fifty-game suspension from the situation from last year. D Rose got picked up as a guard to supplement them. Marcus Smart is also there, but D Rose was at their media day, and when they asked him about his uh, plans or what his role was going to be, uh, he basically told. He basically talked to Ja through the media. Told Ja Morant like, "I ain't here to, I ain't here to hold your hand. I ain't here to babysit you. I'm here to push you." You know what I'm saying? Like, I went to school out here. Uh, I made my name, made my bones out here. So, when you come back, just know you better come back in shape because this ain't that. I love that coming like from a true Chicago hooper, but I also love that for for Ja Morant. It's time to grow up. You feel me? It's time. It's time to step into them, them big boy shoes, them big baller shoes, and. I think that's a that's a great mentor for him to have because he gonna he gonna give him that tough love, right? Yep. He gonna show is him that, like I'm gonna show you what it. I'm, I was Smith, a proto, I was John Morant before, huh? Is that not similar to what Steve Smith just did to Jerry Judy? He didn't call him a bum. No, he ain't call him a bum. <laughs> he basically he basically tell him like I was John Morant, bro. Before you was John Morant, you feel me? Marcus Smart said the same come, thing too, though. He was like, I'm not here to babysit you. Like we here to we here to help each other get better and and win. Word. So. Word. They both we ain't got time it. to be holding nobody's hands, sitting with them after after the game is over with, making sure they make it home safe, playing video games. I'm like, nah, bro, we're going to get this work in. Because D. Rose I still got the a best point thing to prove he can still play, which, I mean, he looked good in that preseason game. So, uh. But, this will, but G, we've been saying this for over a year now. Some of the things in the league that we miss seeing is like, who's who's the gangster? Yeah. Like, who's the gangster in the locker room? Who's the OG, the elder statesman that's going to – who's going to be the adult in the room? You feel yeah. me? Like, everybody keeps saying, like, all right, who's going to be the Tim Duncan or the KG? The one that's gonna get everybody like on track or on course, and I love the fact that that D Rose, wherever he's gone, whether it was Detroit, Minnesota, New York, he's kind of been who people are looking up to, and he he really was one of them, yeah. right? He was really a big stepper in the league before the young boys came in. So it's not like he's just blowing smoke or he's just talking crazy. So when I talk, like you gotta listen because. I come, I come heavyweight. You know what I'm saying? Like when I hoop, I want an MVP, the youngest in the league to win it. Took my team to the Eastern Conference Finals, young boy. So I know what it's like being on the road. I know what it's like making them M's and 
and doing your thing and being the face of the league. You ain't te- you ain't teaching me nothing new under the sun. So when you come to me with a situation and think I can't relate, I think this one of the best things that Memphis did was bringing him in, not just to compete for that job, but to push John and get the best out of him, get the yeah. most out and of I him. And I think you know I mean D Rose being having gone through it, Marcus Smart having gone through it, they probably looking at it too, like, yo, bro, you just lost all of that money because you don't get the supermax now. You lost all of that money on potential shoe sales because of the market and yeah, because of the market. Around if you. if losing almost like sixty to eighty million off of losing supermax and shoe sales, it ain't enough to make you change, bro. It ain't nothing I can do to help you out. Like just as a man. Bro, I'd have been a G. I'd have been the type. If, I'm like, bro, if you ready to throw eighty million yeah, out the bro. window, nigga, you could pay me a little bit extra on the top just yeah, to be your, look, just if to you be really your mentor. That you type feel of money, it ain't nothing I can do. For you, you got, you got some stuff you need to work on yourself. If you're willing to lose that type of cheese, nah, bro, I, it ain't nothing I can do. What I'm gonna tell somebody who's willing to lose eighty million dollars? What is there anything I can tell? Katie, what you think of um, Katie, what you think of Chet Holmgren and Wimby, uh, from the preseason so far? <laughs> So I was actually a little bit. So I, let me let me be one of the let me be the first to say that I still have I was not sold on Wimby in the beginning. Um, right. Just because we've seen this flash in the pan, big man with all this 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 talent, and it's it's few and far between that you see that kind of talent come to the NBA and still be that same kind of talent, right? Especially with that that tall, skinny frame. Like, we've seen them kind of guys get built, get, get beat up in the league. So, I wasn't sold on it. But um, I, I watched the preseason game with Oklahoma City and San Antonio men, and, and th- there's going to be a really good upside to, to this NBA season between the two of them, man. Um, I like what I saw from both of them. You got to see both of them. Um, Make a few moves in the post and then actually even step out a little bit. Wimby hit a nice big time three. Chad was shooting that mirror range, getting that free throw line extended game going. So I mean, like you, you see some you see some positive things, but um I mean it's it's gonna be fun, man. But I'm gonna go on record saying this, and you heard it here first. If, About to take the words off my head. Healthy Keontae George will be the NBA rookie of the year. Ooh. Wow. Ooh, I hold wow. on. That's hold on. Now I like Keontae, wow. but ooh, hold on. <laughs> and and let me also and let me also say, man, I do have a vested interest in the kid, man. Shout out to Keontae, man. Big shout out to his mom, Kristen. We go way back to high school, man. Much love to the hey. man. You lucky you a married man, bro. I know what you're doing. I I see what you're doing. Man, I've been watching this kid for a long time, man. And I said a long time ago that he was special, man. And I knew that once he got to the league, the rest of the world was going to be able to see it. Once he got to the summer league, man, don't get it twisted. People say, oh, man, it's just the summer league. But that's still NBA talent in there. And that's young NBA talent in that summer league. So for him to go in and do what he did in the summer league, man. And plus, I actually like what Utah's doing out there with that young roster trying to bring in some more flair. And I think they're going to get him a lot of touches, man. So I personally, in my personal opinion, in my heart of hearts, if he stays healthy, I think he'll be in the I think he'll be in the race to win rookie of the year. You sound like my dog Mario. Shout out Mario Miles. Uh, he over there on game day. He was. We talked a little bit at the draft when Chet got drafted. He said he did some work with him. Uh, you know his dad. You know he was a Gonzaga kid, but his dad was 
really influential um, Chet's dad and so Mario had had some talks with him trying to see if he could get him over to a school that he was at but like you said same thing he watched him from when he was a jit from a, from a shorty and just seeing how their games developed and how they have kind of grown into being professionals yeah um, the future is bright for the both of them I'm, I'm gonna go on the record yeah, and say they, Oklahoma they City's gonna be a playoff team this year straight up and down oh wow I like it I like and it. And Chet got a good chance to be the rookie of the year, but um playing with playing with uh Shea, stepping into that all NBA realm. Jalen Williams uh, he's gonna be a bona fide defender. A lot you got Lou Dort, uh Josh Giddy in year two. I'm I'm looking for them I'm yeah. looking for them to make a big leap. I think I think Oklahoma City is gonna be um Maybe like right outside. Bro, I'm the looking top for four. Oklahoma to make some noise, man. It's 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 kind of crazy saying that we're looking for OKC to make some noise, man. Yeah. But they got they, they got some young. They need like a veteran piece, and they got Gosh. obviously they got a shitload of picks, and, and, and they can make some moves if need be. But if they get like a stretch four or somebody that can kind of like somebody to spell uh, Chet, just to make sure like the watches minutes, make sure like we we not on injury watch for sure. If they could get like like a Porzingis type, like who's a who's a poor man's Porzingis, well, like they, Maxi Kleber, Berton, something Burton, like that, honestly. to come in and kind of spell him for the minutes to not yep. overwork him or overexhaust him. Oklahoma City yep. got Bertans, right? Yeah. So if they if they can get like one more like that, they can kind of kind of play inside out, can shoot and play in the post. Maybe like yeah. even like a Valentinus I mean, I, I on like Oklahoma City. That would be nasty, I mean, right? I think. And I mean, because I mean, Chet and Wimby have a lot of similarities. Especially, especially their mentality. Like both of them dogs, both of them dogs. For sure. Uh, both young. Wimby uh, mm-hmm. gonna be more. And both Wimby young. Got the, he got the ball in hand game. Like ball in hand. He can he can he can create his own shot off the dribble. Chet's more of a he gonna be a straight line drive kind of guy, catch and shoot, push the fast break kind of offensive player. They both can play in the post. But the main difference between them really is just Wimby's taller and he's got the he's got the bag when it comes to to the ball in hand. Chet don't. Chet Chet's more of a catch and shoot, catch you know, pull up you know one right. two pull up dribble type stuff. But um, bright features for both of them. And I like Keontae. Keontae was one of the steals of the draft. I mean, you can't forget Cam Whitmore either because that brother, that boy Cam Whitmore can ball. Man, give it to him. Oh, it was perfect. It was perfect timing too because Spoelstra was Spoelstra was going crazy. <laughs> You ready for us to clear out? I know you. I know you had some smoke for Bam last week. You want us to clear out now? Or you want to save it for next? Look, week? yeah, I'm gonna find a new player every week to call. Yo, out yo, uh, Steve Smith done got y'all turned up. <laughs> Steve Smith and Whitney got y'all turned up. Hey, you know I'm always turned up, bro. Come on, I'm always turned up. Uh, but, holla at me. What's up with Bam, bro? Look, man. When I was talking about last week, how eventually when people show you who they are, you just gotta believe them. Bam is who he is. He can't be the second best player on a championship team. I don't give. I don't care that they made it to the finals. Ain't without Jimmy doing what Jimmy did. Ain't nobody else dragging that team to the finals. I, ain't no way. And ain't no other coach getting the team like that to the finals either. It just ain't gonna happen. Like, but they didn't win, which is the main thing. But Bam out of bio. It is time to stop classifying him as one of the best big men in the league. No. He's one of the best defensive big men in the league. He ain't he offensively he is he is borderline useless. We 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 we've had back and forth on people like DeAndre Ayton and Miles Turner about not being that good. 
Bam Adebayo, very similar offensively, uh, statistically. And Bam don't even want to shoot the ball. You know how many games we watch where Bam Adebayo don't want to shoot the ball? I should never look up and see the highest paid or second highest paid player on the team take 10 or less shots in a game, especially important games in the playoffs. I'm sorry. I'm not paying max money to somebody who's just a defender. What does top tier production look like for you for Bam? For Bam out of bio, he should be at 25 and 12, period. I was going to say One of the biggest, most athletic players in the league. And he has a bag offensively that he just don't like to use. He don't like going in the post. All he likes to do is that little floater or the little 12-foot, like, one-hand push shot. He can't shoot threes. Uh, He ain't doing nothing off the dribble. When he gets the ball, all he's looking to do is pass. I'm sorry. Who you take right now, Bam? Who you take, Bam or AD right now? AD easily. Bam or Christian Wood right now? Oh, Bam! Hold on now, Christian Wood ain't that. He ain't it. Um. <laughs> you just told me last week that AD didn't have a bag. Yeah, but he's still better than Bam. One more, and I'm gonna let you rock. Bam or uh, Miles Bridges? I don't know what Miles Bridges about to look like coming off of what he came off of, and he got an arrest. The best of Miles Bridges, I'm taking Miles Bridges. That man was an all-star the last year. He That man should have made the all-star team the last year he played. Hey, man, listen. I'm going to let him have that. Man, man, I, bro. man listen. I, you, you know, man. Oh, no. Man, man, it, bro. Listen. Listen, Linda. Okay, Whew. put it this way. Since the since the bubble year where Bam had all the success and whatnot, has he gotten better at anything? I'm not, I'm not saying I'm, I, I won't say that you're wrong. His production has not gotten better, but I will say defender, that though. I don't. I mean, you don't need, bro. They have lacked like scoring. Him to be the they have ball? lacked scoring. <laughs> like that's been the big issue. That's why they was going after Dame. And there are nights when Jimmy Butler just decides to take off where Bam should be the guy like, yo, give me the ball. And we're talking about modern NBA where most players are six, seven and under six, eight and under. Like I should never see what people classify as an elite center in today's short league um, average less than 25. But y'all saw they they did a shock drop of the cherry 12s. That's one of the holiday joints. That was one of my favorites all time, bro. All time when I was a shorty. They caught me at a bad time, man. I just copped the, the Spider-Man PS5 bundle. That's a decent look, though. You seen they got the Slim joints coming out, too, the PS5 Slim. <laughs> man, they, bro, they, bro, they getting over on people, bro. They, they, pinching, they pinching dollars out of people. <laughs> they tripping. Yeah. I got, I got, a, pair, I got a pair of cherries, uh, Cherry Twills for the Pie Princess. It should be coming in a little Man. bit. I also got a playoff ace. Y'all see him back in the background. I got my set looking real righteous. It's coming together. It's coming together. It's coming together. Looking real nice over there. I see you. Katie, you cop something for Cam? Man, you know, you know I ain't rocking with that, man. You know, she she still Still, uh, she's still kind of small, man. So I ain't about to spend eighty, hundred dollars on these Jordans just yet. Um it makes for a lot better but cam still baby k still growing man so i ain't gonna 
Bruh. I got you. And I don't want to. I don't want to be in that. See, I don't want to be that guy. I, I know me, and I go overboard. And I don't want to be I that got guy. You. You know Courtside Chris, Confetti Chris, gonna take care of his niece. Don't even trip. Hey, Confetti Chris. And y'all see me? You y'all can't see me right now. But when the YouTube come out, I got my Aces joint on. I'm making my pick early. So come Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, y'all might see Confetti Chris strike again. You feel me? You feel me, you feel Remember me. Remember Confetti Chris from the, uh, from the, uh, from the sky, uh, year or so. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I got the game show hooked up for y'all, finally. Shout out to my boy Tyson, uh, Big Dog Rod. We figured it out um, yesterday, a couple days ago. It's been a long time coming, but we got to get this back in order. So, boom, here we go. Game show. I'm going to clear out. I'm going to let y'all two go at it. It's pretty easy. So, we're going to give you 30. We're going to give y'all 30 seconds. It's going to be a back and forth. Don't matter who go first. You have to name a player whose first name, last name, or nickname is a color. So, for example, like an Anthony Black, right? It can be from any sport. It can be from any sport. But if you trip up, slip up, can't find one, or if you repeat one that's already been said, you lose. All right, we're gonna start 30 seconds. MG, you first. Your time starts now. Kobe White, uh, Anthony Brown, basketball player. 20 seconds, uh, Mean Joe Green. Jojo White. Ten seconds. Who did he say? Jojo White. Uh. MGL three two. That. Come on, KB. Jalen Brown. What's up, bro? Kwame Brown. Oh, no, no, my I definitely man. wouldn't have thought of Kwame Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Kwame Brown. <laughs> no disrespect. To, <laughs> no disrespect to the bull, man, but I was not thinking about that guy. Y'all could have did Mason Plumley, Kelsey Plum, AC Green. That is so many we made. I'm trying to think. Ain't nobody easy one for y'all, bro. Who is that? Bro. Cause the problem is, first you try to you try to go through the list so of last names that's colored, and then you try to find the first name associated. Oh, no, I was trying. To, I couldn't remember her first. <laughs> like name. in your head, you like hold on, orange? No, ain't no oranges. Uh, blues? Who's blue? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a couple blacks out there. <laughs> Most of them is uh, browns, white, Anthony Black, brown and white for real, for real, brown, white and green, basically. Bro, Michael Red, I'm tripping. Yeah, Red Auerbach, um, Daryl Green, Michael Red for sure, Quez Green. Uh, who else we got? Um, Chelsea Gray. Chelsea Gray. Damn, bro, we missed a lot of them. <laughs> shout outs, shout outs. MGU first, bro. Man, give a shout out to the fam, bro. Uh, been a rough week, but. Got everything situated. So Straight up. Definitely want to give a shout out to the fam, especially the OG right. moms. That's my rock. Uh, 
shout out to both of y'all as always. Uh, and we got to give a shout out to. Uh, I'm gonna give a shout out to to Joel Embiid, man. It ain't easy choosing not to play for your two home countries to, to go play for another <laughs> country. I know how. No, seriously, I know how much like international like. Uh, sports and events matters to people who aren't from here. Like they don't look at it the same way we do, right? The pride and and, and having that country's name across your chest, you know, your jersey. So uh, that's actually like a really big deal. Straight up, really big deal. Because I think you can only switch your allegiance in terms of international play once. These boys in the transport so. portal for international <laughs> play, ain't that crazy for a gold medal? Man, they yeah, get paid to go. <laughs> Cause didn't uh, the Guma case go through something like this yeah, where they tried yeah. to switch and it, they, they had a whole issue yeah. with it? They like to play for Nigeria, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So and it ain't it ain't an easy decision to make because like once he play here, he can only switch one more time, so he got, he he would be like stuck. So um, and that's definitely a shout out to him for that because we we need him. KD. Hey man, big shout out to the NBA season, man. Coming, you know this is gonna be it's gonna be a pretty wide open season, man. I, I'm really, more, I'm really more excited, dog, about seeing what the East gonna do, man. With so many trades and so much um, teams coming in looking different with new pieces and, and new heads on their three headed monsters and that type of deal, dog. I'm really excited about what the NBA right. gonna be doing in that Eastern Conference. We already know the West is gonna be a shootout, but I'm, I'm really intrigued by the East this year. So let's hope, let's hope that they don't let me down. Um, as always, man, big shout out to the Hitman, dog. We did it again. Um, we're going to keep bringing y'all this crack, keep giving y'all the, the, the stuff, as Chris say, you know what I mean? And, um, hopefully, man, week to week, man, we just keep bringing y'all something fire, man. And big shout out to the fam, man. Prayers up for the boy, man. And G, whatever it is, you know, we got you. Staying holding you down, big dog. First off, first and foremost, Shout out to my dog KD who celebrated a birthday yesterday or the other yeah, day. Yeah, you feel yeah. me? Yeah. 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 Happy birthday yeah. to you. Now, 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 now. We got to do the new one. I want to say happy birthday. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. No, <laughs> I appreciate up. it, bro. Um, appreciate it. We love you, bro. We happy that you're a part of this with us, man. I think the missing piece was... Now we're officially a big three. You know what I'm saying? That's right. So, and we've seen what not happened. Not one and not threes. one. Not two. Yeah. Not I ain't three. About <laughs> that's just the way that's just the wave of it right now. When you put a big three together, a championship is damn near uh is damn near epidemic, right? It's damn near unavoidable. So appreciate you being a part of it, making this thing whole. Um for sure. Cool. I forgot my what the fuck moment of the week. Y'all seen Kevin Gates spitting in this girl mouth on stage, bro? Yeah, bro, on stage. What is going on with these yeah. people? <laughs> this what the fuck of the week was brought to you by Kevin Gates. I don't know what is it weird that on. that's not the weirdest thing that he has said or done though. Like, Did y'all, have y'all ever heard that though? Like, I know some, I know some freaky people, but that, you know, I've heard that spitting in somebody's mouth is is like spellbound, like witchcraft almost. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. I, I've heard that too, bro, but. I don't put nothing past nobody these days, boy. It, it it's crazy out here, man. How'd you keep kids? How'd you I think he missed Rika, It is crazy out here. Hey, shout out to Taylor Rooks too. Yeah, shout out to shout out to rookie, bro. That boy Travis Kelsey sweating. <laughs> that man thinking about man. coming home. <laughs> <laughs> it was just crazy. 
Hey, man, that's what I look forward to most with the NBA season is her interviews, man. You know somebody going to say something wild this year. Samba, shout out to uh, all world, all legend, Hall of Famer Dick Buckets passed away last week at the age of 80. I actually just seen, bro, uh, at the Bears-Packers opener. He, he, he was pretty much like the master ceremony. But I ain't got to run that resume down. If you don't know it, you don't know football, man. All world legend uh, Dick Buckets passed. Um, we appreciate you for everything you did on and off the court, on and off the field. Um, shout out to my brothers, man. Like I said, I can't do it alone. I, I appreciate y'all um, tapping in. We were supposed to do it one day. Games went late. Supposed to do it another day. Had family emergencies on the other side. We got it together tonight. So I appreciate y'all with the commitment, with the dedication. Um, we're going to take this pod to the top, I promise. So, uh, shout out to my dog, Terry Roseland, CJ, Darrow, I ain't going. Brief specific, I what's the word. Uh, see y'all at the top, man. Like I said, before we get out of here, one more time for the folks in the back. We everywhere that podcasts live. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Check us out in the mailbag, the Hitman Podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up in the socials at Hitman Podcast, at Labeled and On, at Virtuoso Sports, Uncle Don Son. And with that being said, man, we appreciate y'all for tapping in. Don't forget each and every time we do it, crack open that yellow top and shoot it straight to your veins 24-7. Don't ever forget in your life. What happened here was a miracle, and I want you to f***ing acknowledge it. All right, it was a miracle. Can we go now? We on the road to 100. Peace and love. We'll catch y'all next week. Holla.